Okay, a little different this week, we'll have you come. Oh, I just wanted to um, maybe kick us off with some prayer, if that's okay with you guys. Is that all right? Wake up. Is that all right? Thank you. All right, let's pray. God, uh, thank you for, for a beautiful morning. Thank you for um, a climate that is enjoyable this morning in the sun. Um, just shining your glory and giving us something to celebrate as we come in this morning. Um, This morning I ask that you would just help us to focus on who you are, what you have for us, and responding to your glory. Um, Help just to remove the things of the week that get in the way of us seeing you. Uh, Allow us to worship you. We ask in your son's name, expecting great things today. Amen. Okay, so um, I last time I shared, sorry about my throat, I'm a little bit raspy, we had a really great worship night this week, so I'm kind of struggling to recover, I'm going to try to not be like totally, you know, lifeless when I talk to you, so I'll try to do my best, um, but when I spoke last time I talked about, I started talking about bread, if you remember two weeks ago, and I had someone <laughs> share this with me that I thought was really funny, um, it was, it was really encouraging, but I, I kind of felt... I'll tell you what she said, and you might understand a little better. Um, I don't think she's here, so um, if she was here, I was worried that she would hear that. I'm not encouraged by what she had to share. But um, <laughs> it was something like, you know, you started talking about the bread, the friendship bread, and you started talking about that hydra animal thing, and I was wondering, oh boy, here's another Dave Grant thing. Where is this going? <laughs> But then you pulled it together, and it was good. <laughs> so I thought, wait a minute, what does that mean? Um, another Dave Grant thing. Um, so um, I thought maybe if I can explain a little bit of why the bread was so meaningful to me and give you a little more about me, that might help to understand why I go on these little rabbit trails. as an attempt to try to help to connect what I'm, what I'm hoping to share with you this morning. So I'll tell a little bit about myself. Um, when I was growing up, I was what you would call husky. So um, you understand why dessert bread is something very near to my heart. Um, I enjoy, I I still love desserts. I love chocolate. I love ice cream bread, you know, all that good stuff that's so healthy for your body. Weight's always been something that I struggle with in my life. And and, uh, so I remember, uh, I don't know if anyone ever watched the show Friends. Um, Anyone want to admit to that? Yeah. Um, There was one episode... um, Or if you're familiar with the show, there's a character, or if you're not, uh, there's a character named Rachel Green, and she's one of all the friends, and a lot of them went to school growing up together. And there's this one Thanksgiving where there's a guest star, I think this is called The One with the Rumor, and there's a guest, the guest star is Brad Pitt. And, um, you know, Brad Pitt's looking all Brad Pitty, you know, on the show. And um, he's there, um, a friend of Ross, one of the other characters, they went to school to grow when the, together when they were growing up, and when the Brad Pitt's character, character named Will, when he was young, he was, he was heavy, like me. And, um, and now that he's older, he's Brad Pitty. Um, so he's at Thanksgiving helping to make some of the food, and in walks Rachel Green, who Rachel was one of the really cool kids who made fun of the not-as-cool kids like me, and um, so she's helping with the yams to get things moving, and then Will looks up, and, and he's like giving her dagger eyes, you know, and he's stirring his stuff, and, and he says, my two greatest enemies, Ross, 
Rachel Green and complex carbohydrates. And I think when I saw that, I was like, yes, that resonates so much with me. Shoved a breadstick in my mouth, you know. Um, so that was my struggle growing up. And I'm young, and I found a, a diet eventually that worked, and it helped me to learn to manage things more. And I, I still have these massive weight swings that I just, I'm just going to fight with it the rest of my life. And um, I found something interesting about diets is you can't cheat on diets because eventually you have to diet from your diet. And uh, so it doesn't work. It's something you really have to commit to because the good foods that we really love that make us unhealthy are so addicting. They're so tasty and everything else. And I think marketers know that. They know that their product is just something that people love to eat. So they take advantage of it. So I've got a couple pictures. This first one here, Lay's potato chips. You know the, their slogan, you know, but you can't eat just one, right? Boy. They had taken those odds on me, you know. Um, I can't eat just one. They're so right. Another one, this is Pringles. I actually like Pringles more. Uh, Once you pop, you can't stop. Um, I could eat a couple of those cylinders, no problem. (laughs) Just, uh, it's so true. So um, I have a point to this. So what I'm going to try to do in sharing these stories about my weight problems is um, I'm going to attempt to demonstrate to you this morning that our experience and worship of God is like my desire for food that is terrible for my body. That's what I'm going to go for. Is that okay? We up for that? I'm uh, interested. Well, that's good. That's a good way to start. Might be just another Dave Grant thing. You're, you're totally correct. Um, okay, so to, this is the last of our series on vineyard distinctives. Um, so before we go to the next slide... Just wondering if anybody would be able to like stand up, including this last one, experience and worship God. Can you rattle off all five? Anybody? Probably can't. Okay. Well, I'll help you out here. You can put that up now. First, partner with the Holy Spirit. Engage in compassionate ministry. Pursue culturally relevant missions in the world. Reconcile people with God and all creation. And then today, experience and worship God. And these are really important because helping to understand or working to understand this helps to provide a little bit of a framework when you're growing in your relationship with branches to kind of understand where we're coming from, where we're going. And so as you join with us in that mission, we're on the same page together. So I thought maybe I'll give you a couple mnemonic devices to help you to remember these. Just a simple sentence so you can remember these five. People everywhere play rugby every day. It's a good one, right? So true. Um, Here's another one if you didn't like that one. Please enjoy purple running elephants. Okay, one more. Um, Pretty eagles perch really elegantly. See, all gold. All good stuff. You can, you can remember these five by some way to do that. But it is, it is really helpful. And I do want to encourage you to go back on our website. You can hear our sermons. You can kind of refresh on what we're about, what we're trying to accomplish here, um, so that we can move forward together. It's something that's, that's going to be of high importance for us moving forward. And I did want to comment. I, um, I talked with a friend of mine who doesn't go to his church, and I was talking to him about our distinctive series. And I realized if we're not careful, we might communicate something that we don't mean to communicate about this series. That we're not here to address these five issues or these five areas of, of, um, of focus for us in a way to set us apart and to say we're better than anyone else. 
Um, instead, quite the opposite, that we see a real value in the diversity of the kingdom of God and in the church. And uh, John Wimber, who founded Vineyard, he would have said that we, Vineyard, we're really just one more vegetable in the stew of the kingdom of God. So all we're trying to do is highlight the unique flavor of who we are. When you come here, this is really what, what we're hoping that is experienced. And so just want to be clear on that, that um, we're not better than anybody else. Don't think you should come here just because we've got it down and other people don't. Um, but just, just to say this is what we're about. This is what we're committing to. Um, all of this with the framework, if you re- remember our mission statement, that we are after seeing the kingdom of God revealed in the earth. Um, that's really what this is all about and just how he uses us uniquely as the vineyard to accomplish that goal. So, on to experiencing worship God. I think it's a good place for us to start talking about, by talking about what worship is. So um, John Wimber would have said this statement about worship, um, defining it as the act of freely giving love to God. And then he continues on and says it forms and informs every activity of the Christian life. And uh, I think that's a really interesting thing because already in that phrase, you can see that there's something bigger about worship than just our services on Sunday morning. That, that there's, there's this experience on Sunday morning, but then there's something that happens then to us as we go from this place that our lives are not the same because of the encounter that we have when we spend time with him. The relationship involved in our singing on Sunday changes us, motivates us to do something different. And all of this, our entire lives then are an act of freely giving love to him, and that's what we call worship. So that's what we're pursuing. That'll really help us to understand what we're talking about when we talk about this distinctive. And um, I see this really as a process. Um, I'm going to keep stepping on my cup if I don't move it. I'm sorry. Um, And that's what I want to talk about first, is this process of worship. What is it we experience when we talk about what we're doing here? Um, So we believe that worship starts with the experience of God. Um, So it's hard to think about a relationship that is built on never actually getting to know someone. That's what we believe that we're, that we're all about is a relationship with God. And it's through that that we worship and respond to him. So it starts with that. So as a church, what we want to do is invite people into a growing experience and relationship with God. So that's how it begins, the first step in the process. So I want to read um, Psalm 95, 1 through 7. And it says, Come. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to him, for he made it. His hands formed the dry land, too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. We are the people he watches over the flocks under his care. So you can see in this invitation that this passage starts with that we, we're extending that same invitation to others that want to come and experience him. And we're saying, come, see him. He is good. He cares for us. And then along the way, as we experience him, you see something takes place as all of a sudden this passage posture begins to change. People are driven to their knees and they're responding to him. We raise our hands. We, we go deeper in that relationship with him. And it just demands a response. And that's the second part. So first, when we... we we experience him, the second part of, our, of that process is then we worship, then we respond. So we find that God, the God that we serve and that we spend time with is a good God. 
and we enjoy being in his presence in our services here, what we call our worship services. And because of that, we long for more of it. We start to thirst for more and more of that relationship with him. And in that relationship, this kingdom of God thing that we keep talking about, that's what starts to take place. It's important for us to understand what we're talking about when we do talk about the kingdom of God is, you know, God in heaven, he's in this place that, that sin doesn't exist. He, have, he has um, beings that are singing to him all, all times. And we talk, think about his will. It is fully accomplished in his presence. And then we pray this, the Lord's Prayer, right? We all know how that goes. In fact, we're going to sing a song that has some bits of it. And we, we pray, on king, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The bring, bring your kingdom here. And what we're actually asking is that perfect that is up in your presence, we want that here. We want that to be experienced. And we believe that comes through first an experience with him that moves us into a relationship with him. And as we get to know him, then we are changed. That's where that posture shift comes in. Is all of a sudden, we get to know him better. We become more like him. His character is revealed as we begin then to worship him more and more. And so, when people interact with us, what they see is the likeness of God and who we are. That's what we talked about last week. You can start to see how all these distinctives work together. As is, is we've, we've already set the stage in the previous ones for how we live and how we respond. And we're seeing that all of that stuff that we've been pursuing is nothing more than worship. It's nothing more than a response to the relationship that we have with God. I want to read um, Romans 12, 1. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way we worship. So in our worship services, when we come into his presence and we experience him, we're entering into this presence of a holy God who changes us completely. And then we respond to him, we grow and we enjoy his presence and then we are, we are changed to, in how we know him to then express his character in the world, bringing about the kingdom of God. And then that moves us to the last phase in the process where it's, we sing together, and this idea of togetherness is, is really important. Um, I call this the lather, rinse, repeat worship experience. Um, think about your week in this way. We come on Sunday, and we experience him directly. That's what we want these services to do. And we grow in a relationship with him. We are transformed. We begin to demonstrate his character. And then we leave from this place with this hunger for more, a desire to want to experience him more and more. And as we go, our posture of that worship continues and we express him in the world. People encounter us and they say, there's something different here. And we know this is the expression of the kingdom of God. This is what we've been working for with all of our mission statement and everything that we're here to accomplish. And then throughout the week, we look forward to Sunday again where we have a unique experience once more with the people of God coming together, worshiping him, responding to him. And you can see how this process goes on and on. So here's the payout. When we truly experience God, we have an intimate relationship with him and it affects everything that we are. And we interact with him directly. We are transformed by him. We go, and in the excitement and the goodness of a relationship with him, we desire more and more and more, and it just repeats because all we want is more. All we want is more. To know God, everything, to grow in this relationship, we desire and thirst for more and more. Once you pop, you can't stop. So, 
That's my mic drop, because I just accomplished my goal for the day. How I love food is, is this process that I experience it, and I love it. I want more and more, and I keep coming back. That's how we want to experience God, is we worship him, and we find he is good. We find he is great. We are transformed, and all we want is more and more. And through that, the kingdom of God is revealed. That's our process. Now I want to say this, even take that one step farther. We were, we were at a, the movie theater like a month ago or so, and there's this... Um, trailer for an upcoming movie produced by M. Night Shyamalan. And I had all these memories come back to, you know, the first big M. Night Shyamalan movie, which was The Sixth Sense, if you, any of you, I won't do any spoilers in case any of you want to go home and watch it, but it's been a while, so you probably won't watch it if you haven't seen it by now. But when I went and saw this movie, when it first came out, there was a lot of talk about how it has this, this big surprise ending, a twist at the end. So I'm watching it, and I'm looking for that twist and trying to pick I think I know what it is. And it's a great movie. I'm having a good time, and it gets to the end, and my mind is blown by the twist at the end of it. And so afterward, I go and I say, you know what? I need to watch this movie again, because now that I know, you know, what else can I experience seeing it again? So you go, and you watch it again, and this time, it's a completely different movie, because you know the twist is coming. So you pick up all the little things that you missed along the way. You came into it from a different place. And then you get, again, my mind was blown because it's still a great movie. And, but I knew that was coming, but I had learned so much more than I had known from the first time I watched it. So for us, the same thing in worship is, is I come one week and I experience God. And my relationship grows in that encounter with him. And I'm transformed, and I'm excited about the relationship that I now have with him. And it motivates me then to demonstrate his love in the world. And so as I go from this place hungry for more, seeking to see the kingdom of God revealed in how I live because I want more of him, I come back the next Sunday, but I'm not where I was the previous week. My relationship is more than it was. And I begin to build on that relationship, encountering him again, growing more and more intimately with him. And then as I go... Again, the kingdom of God is revealed even more powerfully in how I choose to respond to the world with his love and kindness. Does that make sense? I think it's a pretty cool thing, um, something I, I hope we can grow to be more and more excited about in our worship services. So a couple things I want to hit um, this morning. Um, two things. I want to talk a little bit of our intentionality in our worship services. What are, what are we as vineyard first and then also as just branches as this community? What do we want to strive to accomplish in our services here? And then I want to talk a little bit about our method. Is how do we go about doing that? So intentionality, first of all, everything that we do here on Sunday, it's all, all of this is for him. See, if we believe in our mission statement, which we do, that we want to see the kingdom of God revealed to see lives transformed in all of Warsaw. And we believe that that comes by his relationship with us that transforms us, motivates us to go and love our community. But all that starts with the relationship with God. As an organization, then, our highest priority is helping people to encounter him and build that relationship with him. And since we believe that starts first in worship services, our service here on Sunday morning is one of our highest priorities. So it's something very important to us that we are going to continue to put all of our effort into making this the very best opportunity for people to come and grow in relationship with him. The second thing we're going to be really intentional about is that we are skilled servant musicians and leaders that execute these services. That we, um, we don't believe that a worship service, we believe that a, a worship leader or a servant on Sunday needs to be a minister first 
and a musician second. Um, that we, our aim is to instill a servant's heart and see people respond to what he's given us with our gifting in, in the world. So we aren't interested in filling positions here. What we are interested in is people who say, I agree with the mission of branches. I want to come alongside and be a part of this. And then we can say, okay, how has God uniquely gifted you to participate in the work here at Branches? Oh, you're a wicked awesome bass player? Great. Come and serve on our team. Oh, you're really great in hospitality? Absolutely awesome. We need people like you to be able to build this experience of encountering our God. Oh, you're skilled in teaching? Great. There's a place for you. Come and serve with everything that God has uniquely gifted you in order to, for us to accomplish this highest calling for us, our worship services. Um, the next thing, oh, and just a comment as well, that we don't tolerate in that, that our services, anyone here, and none of us do, have a spirit of entertainment in what we're trying to do. That this is all for him. And so we're going to continue to strive in that way. That that's what we want to see is his name honored and glorified and how we serve him on Sunday mornings. Next thing is um, we have an extended time built on a desire to experience the presence of God. Um, we don't believe that worship is somehow subordinate to the teaching time here that we believe that they both stand on their own as valuable um, ways to encounter and grow in our relationship with God. So for us, the music is never a build-up to the sermon. It's a very intentional part of who we are. And so we have a little bit longer session of music than a lot of churches do. We do that intentionally because we really want an opportunity for the church to experience him in, in that process. The next thing we'll strive for is the authentic expression, authentic experience of God meeting you right where you are. Um, that we, we really don't want this to be about hyper-manipulation. That we want a, a, an, ex, an environment that is conducive, as conducive as possible for what God is going to do. We want to remove any barriers that people feel coming in from feeling free, feeling able to respond to him. Um, but we're not doing this to make you feel certain things. We're going to let God do take care of that. Um, in our music selection, we're not going to just choose a whole bunch of really energetic songs the whole time that get you all hyped up. Now, we will have some because we want to meet the people who are coming in the door, excited about their faith right where they are, and help them to grow. But we also want to have songs that are more honest and struggle with pain so that in our worship, the people who come through that door hurting can have the opportunity to meet God right where they are. We want times of intentional worship that might come through a slower or a softer song that meet people right where they are and move them closer to a relationship with him. We want to be honest. We want to be uh, vulnerable. We want to do everything we can to encourage this environment where you just are free to experience him. And then the last thing, um, there might be other things we focus on. The last thing I have this morning is um, we don't sing to him, or we sing to him, not just about him. Tom, Tom's mentioned this before, that um, we, if I'm thinking about Mara, and I, I walk up to her, and I'm, I'm really going to grow my relationship with my wife, and I say, Mara is the person who lives with me. Mara is the person who occasionally cooks my food, and it's good. And, you know, like, none of that's going to, like, really, I'm not interacting with her. I'm just talking about her. If we really want to see people grow in an experience with him, then we need to be addressing him directly. So I could say, Mary, I really appreciate everything you are. I'm so happy that you're my wife. You know, ah. Um, but this, so it's that kind of thing that we're going to speak directly to him in our worship services. So we're going to intentionally choose songs that go in that direction. 
So those are, those are, that's our intention with our services. Now let's talk a little bit about what we want to see happen. Um, for, for the worship team, for our worship leaders, we want to intentionally um, set up our services uh, to take people through a particular process that we believe provides the best environment for people to encounter him, to experience him and build a relationship with him. And that starts with an invitation. You heard that in the Psalms passage earlier, right? That this, come, let us worship. This is us, us saying, come and join us. Let's, let's get our worship on, you know? It's, it's time for this. Come and join us in that. And then we have a call to worship we usually do is, is more of that, of like, we need to work to invite people to prepare their hearts for what God is going to do every Sunday morning. The second thing we want is engagement. And this is kind of like going to the next level, is now that you've been invited, now you're in a time where you start to recognize and respond to him how he's cared for us. So there can be aspects of community in that, God, you care for your people. There can be aspects of the world around us. You sustain the world, the grass, the trees. You give this all for your glory and for us to experience and, and enjoy. You know, this, this kind of speaking to him about how great he is, this engagement time, moving us to thankfulness and celebration. And then we want to help people move even deeper and start to respond directly. That We, stop, we, we move from... Um, you're, you're, you're awesome, you're great, you care for me now too, I love you. Um, this time of uh, jubilation, that's what it's called. It's, it's our heart united in worship with the creator. Um, and something really special happens here. I don't know if you've picked this up, if you're newer to Vineyard, but we believe that there's something that happens deeper than what we see around us. There's the physical world that we experience with our senses, but there's something much greater than that going on. And when we get to this point, this jubilation part, we recognize that we are joining voices in heaven singing praises to him. We are joining what's called the, the communion of saints. We're, we're joining in worship, not beyond just all around the world, but just a uh, universe that's screaming out the glory of our king. And it's yet still at the same time this uniquely personal, intimate relationship that we start to experience at that time of jubilation. So, up to this point in the service, we've done all the talking. And we've moved from coming to celebrating him to now directly engaging with our relationship with him. And now it's time for him to speak. We have this time uh, we call visitation where we expect that God now is going to speak to us. We want that. And I was listening to a, an interview with another worship pastor, another vineyard pastor this week, and she was talking about how in their church, you know, they had good worship services, but it wasn't until they sat and said, God, we expect you to speak to us today, that we look forward to what you're going to do in the hearts of everyone participating in this worship service. It wasn't until they changed their mindset that they personally said, God, move in us. We know you want to. We're waiting for it. That they started to see some really amazing things happening in their worship service. So in that visitation time, I think it's really important that each of us understand where we're going in the service and get to a place that we start to ask, am I open to what God has for me today? Have I chosen to allow, do I expect him to begin to speak in me and move in me to be able to um, experience him fully in our worship service? Um, for some of us, that means we just need to shut up and you need to listen. So we want to be open to do that. Just because there's words on the screen does not mean that you have to be singing them. If you need to be quiet, because this is a time for him to speak to you, be quiet. Take that time. If you need to come up here and kind of move away from what's going around going on around you so you can hear him more clearly, 
please do that. This is our highest priority, right? We want to be expecting and doing everything we can to hear from him as he responds to us. So that time of visitation is important. Um, That's part of why we do the uh, response times at the end of the services. That uh, it's so much more than than just um, just praying. Although it is part, it is definitely part of praying for whatever is is something that you need pray for prayer for. But it's it's a response. It's a response to what he's done to you or through you in you through the worship service. So it's something we encourage you to be a part of. But I'll get to that a little bit more. The last stage for us is what we call generosity. Um, Worship services are not a time for you to make it all about you. It's not a time for you to be selfish in your experience here. First of all, you won't encounter him in that way because if it's all about you, how's there room for your God who's the king of your life and creator of all things? So remove him from that place. But also in the encounter with him, we find a spirit of generosity that moves us to desire to give. And so one way we do that is offering. Is This is just the start of, again, this is something that we can miss. Is, is Offering is, sure, it helps to pay the bills for this building. And, and it helps us to keep things moving. But what it actually is at its heart is a response to who God is and what he's doing and a participation of his work toward our mission. That we're helping to accomplish the kingdom of God by giving of our resources that we acknowledge were gifts from him to begin with. And then it moves us to a place like that psalm, or like the passage I read earlier, that everything we have is his already. That the right response is to give all of us, to give our entire bodies, our entire beings in generosity to him for his use for the expansion of the kingdom of God. So we want that spirit to start in how we serve in offering. And then it moves into our response time, that if he's given you something in the time of visitation where you have something for the church, maybe he's given you an image or a picture, and it's something that, that you believe is for us, don't hold that back. If it's something specific for you, it's okay for that to be him dealing with you directly. But don't be selfish in what he's given you in that time if it's for all of us. We want you to come forward and share um, in, in our response time. Take advantage of that. It's a great thing. And we hope then that that spirit of generosity, as we end our service, carries with us. So as we walk out the doors, that we are still excited and motivated by the encounter with God that has changed us, that has built in us a desire to generously give of his character in the world to see the kingdom of God revealed. And that carries us through to the week, looking forward to the next Sunday when that process begins and we continue to grow. So that's, that's what we want to do. When we talk about our priority here, our distinctive and um, a focus on experiencing and worshiping God, that this is what we want to see. We want to see an ever-growing cycle of our relationship so we continue to experience Him. And then as a result, we respond to Him in ways. Um, I, I mentioned this um, just because I think it's easy for us to to lose sight of how beautiful it is when we, when we are participating in the work of the kingdom. This is off script, sorry. Um, I was praying with one of our students at youth group this last Wednesday, and he was telling me, um, he had kind of pulled away off to, on his own a little bit, that what he really wanted is, is to encounter the Holy Spirit, that he wanted to be filled by him. What a great thing for one of our students to be pursuing. Yeah? Um, but I started talking to him, and... Um, in talking with him, I recognized that 
there's a lot of the, the physical representation that we think happens, we believe happens, we know happens when we encounter the Holy Spirit. We, we can look for things like speaking in tongues and celebrating and worshiping that way and healings. We believe that's the stuff of the Bible that we want to see taking place. But in that, we cannot miss that just as clear representation of who our God is and the, the explosion of the kingdom of God in the world is when we encounter his love and his justice and his mercy and we demonstrate it, that in itself is conquering over sin in our world and in us and it's the revelation of his Holy Spirit. We're filled by him and when we take action in that way, that's every bit as exciting. We don't want to miss out on how we are uniquely called to, to love the orphan and the widow, to care for them, to, to care for, for our communities, our neighbors. And that in itself is accomplishing his will that only comes through a relationship with him, interaction with the Holy Spirit that motivates us and changes us, and then worship breaks forth. And we love it because it's good, and we want to grow on that and see more and more of it. And imagine what our church would look like if we all entered into this cycle of worship that every week our relationship with him grows that much further and more and more intimate, and it moves us more and more deeply to seek and desire the expression of his love. I think that would be an awesome thing. So what we're going to do today, um, we're going to have that extended worship time at the back end, of course, Um, but... I didn't ask Dave if it's okay if maybe some of the team is just here throughout the whole time. So as you think through that process of what we want to experience, where we're moving you from, as we just sat and listened to this guy for half an hour, and he's really boring, but we're going to move you to a place of inviting you to participate in him. And then as you go, then we celebrate who he is and what he's done, and then we move you to a place where you just proclaim your love for him. And then eventually to a time of visitation where he's, he's breathing life into you. We want to have teams up here throughout this time. When you get to that point, please feel free to come forward for prayer. If maybe you're struggling through that process, we want to pray for you. If you need prayer for something, some, some physical issue, we want to see healing as the kingdom of God is revealed. We're going to have offering later on. That's the beginning of our move of generosity as we work to see the kingdom of God go. And then as we close our service today, our desire is that we carry that generosity with us when we go. And we seek and desire to live in his presence throughout the week, responding to his glory and demonstrating his kingdom just exploding all of Warsaw throughout our week, looking forward to next week when we repeat. Okay? Let's pray as the team comes up. God, uh, help us to help us first to see your glory in your creation and hear the call, this desire to know us more, that we can't miss you in what you've given us. We can't miss you in the world around us and how powerful and glorious you are. And then in your revelation through scripture, we learn about how kind and good and gracious, gracious you are. And that invitation becomes so much more sweet. God, help this church, help branches to always come expecting to see you move and excited to move into a deeper relationship with you. Help us to accomplish our mission beginning first with an ever-growing relationship with you, our King. Holy Spirit, be present this morning. We know this is all for you and we want to see you move. We expect you to move. We want to see lives change for the transformation of this world. We want to see redemption. We want to see healing. We know it requires you. Please move with us. 
in us today. We ask in your son's name.